Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. I'm your host, Joseph Robertson, with Coffee Lovers Magazine. Uh, this week, it's just me. Uh, this past week, we didn't record the show at our usual time. Uh, usually we uh, do the show on Tuesdays, and then it's currently published the following Monday. It gives me a little time to get everything together and publish it. Uh, this week, we didn't do that because uh, fellas at Conduit, Conduit Coffee... Uh, had the honor of serving coffee at the Windows 10 press release at Microsoft. Uh, so they're really busy this week with that. Um, but I've got something a little special for you today, something uh, kind of cool. So we always love uh, getting feedback from you listeners and ideas for the show. And a while back we got an idea to do sort of a brew-along, where we would take a coffee and brew it on the show and talk about it. Uh, and I thought, well, that'd be a great thing to do this week. And I can combine it with a couple other features. Uh, so this week, Jesse at uh, Conduit um, is trying out, uh, well, he has a new Rwanda in, and he's got two different variations of roasting it. And he gave me some of the coffee and he wanted me to give him uh, some feedback on it. And we actually cupped cupped these two on Tuesday, um, so I did get an impression then, but it's had some time to sit and develop, which is good. It uh, should be a bit different. The other thing I want to do is I want to combine that, uh, so I'm going to brew these on the Chemex, and I'm going to taste them, and also combine them with uh, a little project I've been working on. Now you may remember uh, a few shows back we had Courtney Kern on the show, uh, aka Barista Maniac. And he wowed us with his uh, seriously impressive skills of describing coffee. Um, and while we were talking with him, uh, I got the idea to, well, why, why don't we just make a sort of coffee tasting 101 guide, or beginner's guide to tasting coffee. You know, I think that um, the idea of tasting coffee and describing it uh, can be, well, getting into it can certainly be daunting. Um, the first cupping you go to, or at least the first cupping I went to, still I go to cuppings and um, I can find it uh, that I'm at a loss for words for describing what I want to taste and that, um, or, or describing what I am tasting. And that, uh, you know, that can come down to a number of different factors. I think uh, not wanting to be wrong is something that's always in there, but uh, that's <clears throat> that's something that uh, I don't think concerns me personally as much anymore. Uh, I think for the first time, coffee taster that can be that can be an element, and that's that's something that I want to try to help uh, find an easy way out of. Let's say uh, the other thing is I think I think the main influence for a lot of uh, perhaps uh, apprehension or avoidance or um, just general not knowing what to say when you're tasting coffee. I think I think we just have too many choices. Uh, you know, the thing about tasting coffee is it's, it's all about memory and recall because we're tasting something and then we're trying to connect that with uh, an experience, a taste, an aroma that we've had in the past. Um, SCAA, 
the uh, Specialty Coffee Association of America has uh, specific guidelines that are used guidelines <laughs> that are used for uh, professional coffee around the world so that there's a um, common thread to pull from so that professionals around the world are you know kind of on the same uh, calibration so to speak um, I, th I think I, I told this story a while back on the show as well but when I was visiting Thailand last year I visited with a, um, a coffee roaster farmer cafe owner very impressive young man uh, who's making uh, big waves in uh, Chiang Mai uh, in northern Thailand. He owns Akahama Coffee. And he told me when he went to San Francisco for the first time and he was visiting with roasters and tasting coffee and they would they would describe the coffee in a certain way like um, the one I remember he said that they would say uh, this tastes like a pluot uh, which I think that's a plum and an apricot combination. Anyways, he said they, they would say this coffee tastes like a pluot and I would look at them and I'd say what's a pluot? And uh, he, he I mean, basically, he just he grew up in an environment where he has completely different experiences of taste uh, in just completely different fruits, for example. And fruits are a huge element in tasting coffee. So there's this kind of um, common thread. There's a there's a calibration that everyone in the professional coffee industry uh, tries to go for when it comes to tasting coffee. Now, it gets really complicated, uh, and, and getting back to the whole um, idea of there just being too much information, when you die, if you just dive into tasting coffee, you have all of your memories to choose from. And that can be overwhelming. Even if you have the charts in front of you and you're looking at them, there are several dozen different <laughs> flavors to possibly choose from. So here's where the beginning coffee guide comes in, and it's something I've been uh, just kind of working on, and I'm going to turn this into an article and um, see where we can take it. But you're getting kind of a sneak preview as I've been testing my ideas and the directions I want to take this in. Okay, so to give you a brief overview... Um, basically, instead of having dozens or hundreds of flavors and memories to try to pull from to describe uh, one possible experience that you're having, uh, what I've done is I'm creating a guide that, that gives you a very limited choice, a very, very limited selection of choices. Um, this goes back to when we were talking with Barista Maniac, uh, he, he told us that while he was training himself, he would go to the store and he would pick out different items at the store and taste them and drink coffee alongside and say, okay, that's that, etc. Um, so what I've, what I've done is I've, I've made a list of some simple items that anyone should be able to go to the store and find. Uh, and the idea is you taste these Possibly, possibly just by themselves, or taste them while kind of looking at the flavor wheel. Um, that's what I did when I was testing this out. And I used Counterculture's tasting wheel. I'll put links to all the, the tasting wheel stuff in the, 
in the show notes so you can check it out. But the, here's the basic concept. So you go to the store and you get a lemon, an apple, a banana, peach, strawberry, raisin. Well, actually, um, I went with uh, craisins. Uh, talking with um, Sean Lieb, he suggested craisins, which are dried cranberries, over uh, raisins simply because uh, the, the dried cranberries are a bit less sweet than, or a bit more tart than the raisins. Uh, and that kind of gets an element um, that you can't, or that's harder to find elsewhere. So I, I like the dried cranberries over the dried raisins. Uh, there's a milk chocolate and a dark chocolate. Uh, specifically, so I got some nice, um, the brand I got was Dagobah. Uh, that's not necessary, I just like them because their ingredients are pretty simple. Uh, for example, the, the milk chocolate one is um, uh, organic milk chocolate, which contains cane sugar, cocoa butter, cocoa beans, milk, uh, some other thing. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so pretty simple. Uh, and I like the cane sugar aspect because, uh, especially in their milk chocolate bar, which is 37% cacao, uh, you can discern the, uh, the cane sugar flavor. Uh, which is one that is kind of, I think it shows up a lot in coffee. So that's a good one. Um, so I got a milk chocolate, a 37% milk chocolate, and then, uh, or it's 37% cacao in the milk chocolate. And then I got their extra strong dark chocolate, uh, 87%, um, which again is, is cocoa beans, cane sugar, cocoa butter. Uh, it's just much higher concentration of, of the cocoa. Um, and, uh, uh, chocolate is a very common flavor. And I think it's one that's easy to discern in most coffees. Um, I really like looking at dark chocolate, uh, for tasting coffee because the, the darker, you know, the, the much darker chocolates, they, they have a lot of the sort of similar complex flavor elements that you can find in coffee. So it's it's fun to, to taste that and, and taste coffee and think about the, the commonalities. Um, two other things on the list, uh, some walnuts, which I lightly roasted. And uh, so lightly roasting, uh, they come out a little bit, um, I think a little bit sweeter. Pardon me. That was my, that was my impression anyways. Yeah, the unroasted walnuts, I'm just tasting one right now. Um, have kind of a light bitterness that seems to go away when you roast them. But you could do unroasted. Actually, you could do unroasted now that I'm tasting these. Anyways, walnuts, that kind of an element that um, I've discovered in coffee before. <coughs> Pardon me. And it um, basically, you know, I went around this this flavor wheel and tried to find common flavors that are, I think, easier to discover in coffee and which cover most elements that you'd run into. Uh, the last one being green pepper. That one ends up being pretty popular. The uh, capsaicin in green pepper shows up a lot in coffee. Um, so that's a good one. So we take all these flavors and I sat down just a little bit ago and went through and tasted everything looking at the flavor wheel. So now I've got these particular flavors on my mind um, and I'm gonna brew some coffee here real shortly and um, 
and then we're we're gonna taste it so I'll um I'm gonna boil up the the water here and grind some coffee and then come back to you okay so the uh, the water's still going um, I'm looking to grind here shortly I just got my hand grinder gonna be brewing on a Chemex uh, also using an Akaya scale um, but I just thought I'd take a whiff of the first bag and see what I see what I get. Um, so this is pre-ground, of course. I'll do another one after it's ground. Initial thoughts. So I'm just looking at my list here. I forgot to mention um, I do have peach on the list. Um, I didn't uh, find any in the store. Um, I'll have to come up with an alternative for that. Okay, let's see. I'm smelling. I'm definitely smelling some like milk chocolateiness. That's nice. I want to say also. Let's see, I'm smelling some apple in there. Maybe banana. Not quite banana. No, not really banana. Um, milk chocolate and apple that's what I'm smelling yeah so it's that simple um, we're just sticking to the simple simpleness of this list right now and going forward so I'm gonna go ahead and grind a bit of this uh, I've just got my hand grinder here so I'm not gonna I'm going to go ahead and grind it and come back. I'm not going to make you listen to me grind coffee for a minute or two. Uh, so I'll be right back. Okay, so the water's boiled. Um, so now I'm going to... I just actually... This is completely unnecessary, but I tend to do this thing where I just pour a little in the... Chemex first before I even add the filter. Pour a little in, pour it out. Um, Alright. Add the filter. Always put the, uh, the three-sided uh, part towards the spout. Um, okay. The dry filter's in there. Now I'm gonna pour a bit in to generously wet the filter. Um, this does a couple things, to my understanding. Um, number one, it uh, tends to get out any paper taste that might still be there. Um, I find the white, I use the white filters, I find they don't tend to have too much paper taste. Um, it uh, preheats the vessel a bit, which is, can be nice. Pardon me. Just pouring out the water now. Um, and then it also kind of creates a bit of a seal uh, with the filter against the uh, side of the, the brewing vessel in the, in the neck, basically. And I think that helps it brew better. Okay, so we've, uh, we've pre-wet the filter now using the Akaya scale. So I need to get connected really quick with the app. Um, I'm actually kind of lazy using this app. I use it a lot, um, but mainly just because 
Um, I mean, it helps helps nicely with my uh, my brewing stages and also whoop, tearing it out and also um, making sure I got the right amount of water in there. Um, but it's got some other features that I haven't been using too much, like I can make comments and rate the drink and that sort of thing and take pictures. I should do that more. Okay, tear the scale and I do that so I can tell how much, you know, the, the Chemex is on the scale. It's zeroed out. I'm going to add the coffee. All right. Oh, I forgot to smell the grounds. Let me smell the grounds. Ooh. Now I'm getting, let's see, going back to that. I still get, still get some of the apple. Definitely the milk chocolate. I want to say I get some pepper in there too. And I think some of the, I think some of the, uh, that green pepper is coming out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. So right now I'm just using 24 grams because I'm doing a small brew. Um, and that's going to be, uh, it's 24.4 grams of the ground and 366 grams of water. I'm using a 1 to 15 ratio. Um, just because I find that I like the results with that. Okay. Now we're going to get started. Uh, so for this first little bit here, I'm pouring in just enough to wet the grounds uh, so that we can uh, do the bloom. Uh, just about 50 grams of water in there and letting it sit for 30 seconds. Um, and this lets this lets the, the coffee just kind of do uh, an immediate off gassing. I think it um, lets out a bit of negative flavor and aroma elements that uh, you just don't really need or want in the coffee, but it also opens up the rest of the grounds to um, be a bit more receptive to the water, which we're now going to add. I'm not doing anything too special. I am using a gooseneck kettle. Um, but I'm not, I'm not pouring in any kind of particular pattern. Uh, although I do tend to pour, I mean, I definitely pour slowly than with a larger kettle, uh, just because the nature of the spout allows me to do that. Uh, pour slowly and more controlled. I really like it. If you don't have a gooseneck kettle, you should definitely get one. Um, it's just, it's just far nicer pouring with this than anything else. Um, Brewing speed seems pretty good. I've got about 266 in here so far. Uh, this is a larger Chemex. I think it's an... I want to say it's an 8 cup. It might be 6. I always get confused. But um, I think it's 8. And usually I'll put in 44 grams. And when I'm brewing, I'll fill up close to the rim. Right now I've got you know 24 in here. So I'm only using half of the... Uh, half of the cone area at the top to brew this. I don't know, nothing fancy. Oh, let's see, we're about there. I'm just going to pour the rest in. And just a little more. 360. Oh, I ended up on 369. That's fine. Uh, so now we just sit and wait for this to finish brewing. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get too fancy brewing my coffee. I am actually end up being kind of lazy, which is good because... Uh, usually I just want to, you know, I, I really enjoy the process of making the coffee. 
And I like doing that in the morning, uh, but also usually, you know, it's the morning. Uh, I'm actually going to stir this a little bit, uh, just because being careful not to touch the sides too much, but sometimes I find that helps the brew. Pardon me. Um, so yeah, I really, I really enjoy the Chemex. Uh, it's, it's just, it's my favorite brew method right now. Um, uh, I mean, everything from, from the look of the brewing vessel to the ease of brewing to the result in the cup, uh, it gets a really nice, uh, clear result. Um, there's a lot of clarity in the cup. I should say that that's, that makes the most sense. Um, All right, so I got uh, got my grumpy mug here. This is just about finishing up. Um, it's a pretty good, pretty good brew time, I guess. I think that was about four minutes. Um, I stepped away for a moment there. <clears throat> so I forgot to mention. So it's a Kenyan coffee. It's a Kenya. Uh, it's a Kenya Abakundakawa. smells let's see sweet for sure sweetness is is uh, easy to pick out I'm actually kind of picking out some walnut aroma going by my list let's uh let's pour it into the mug actually I'm gonna just pour a little of this hot water in here first really quick just to, just to do that. So it's a uh, Rwanda Abakundakawa, and this is the A brew. Pardon me. So I'm going to take a little sip here. It's probably going to be a little too hot uh, right off the top, but mm. Mm -hmm. I remember, remember from before the A, I think, I think was it the A? Well, I'm going to discard my previous notions because I can't remember them fully and I don't need them right now. Um, okay, so what do I got? Definitely taste. My first impression is is a bit of roast, and I'm reminded of the um, the roasted walnuts. That might just be on my mind right now. Let me see if I can go a bit deeper. A lot of the other flavors tend to come out 
uh, when you let the coffee cool a little bit. I think this particular one is uh, um, common. Maybe it's just in my experience uh, when the coffee is really hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that changes. It's cooled down slightly there, and now I'm picking up uh, some of the apple, I think. Um, yeah, it's not... Uh, Tasting coffee is not terribly fancy ordeal. I'm just going to pull up my list here. Uh, even with a even with a short list, the uh, that first flavor was really strong. Um, hold on, I might pause for a second here and go get some water. It's just straight up water. A lot of people use um, uh, uh, like soda water when tasting because that helps. Um, Helps things. So yeah, that first that first uh, taste I had really uh, coated my tongue, um, and I think it was preventing me from tasting on the second. Let's go again. Yeah, that um, that roasted walnuts coming through quite a bit. Let me see. Uh, actually, I'd go with dark chocolate on this one. It's got that kind of um, edge to it, I guess. I see dark chocolate in there. Uh, yeah, and a bit of the apple. It's good. That's really good. nice and it's it's interesting because it has it has some elements of like a darker uh well not so like dark roast but more of a medium or medium to dark roast and i think this is a more of a oh, maybe it is a medium actually i don't remember what jesse said just looking at the beans here yeah it's pretty medium yeah i can see picking up some darkness in there all right, well, mm -hmm. that's good. Okay, so um, I'm going to go, I'm gonna, uh, let's see, refill the, the coffee pot, clean out the Chemex, and um, I'm going to brew up the next one and come back to you. Okay, so um, I've ground the coffee. Uh, the next round it's uh, the uh, same, it's Rwanda Abakundakawa, but this is the B roast. Uh, so I actually don't remember uh, the differences. I think it was just a matter of um, 30 seconds time difference between the two um, in the roasting. Uh, and this is just kind of what uh, roasters do. You get, you get a new coffee in and you want to explore what it's capable of. Uh, and you just try um, different ways of roasting it. Uh, so that's that's what we're that's what we're exploring here. I didn't uh, really smell the ground aroma too much last time um, with the A, so I'm just going to do that really quick with the B here. Oh, right away this is uh, it's very chocolatey. I I think I smell some. Uh, I smell more more fruit in this than in the other one. Uh, let me um, let me take a look at the the list here again. So I can let's see. 
Um, yeah, I might pick up strawberry in this maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit of the cranberry. I could be imagining that, but definitely, um, uh, I'd actually say there's a mix of the milk and the dark chocolate. And uh, I'll just come back to you when the, the coffee's ready, because I'm brewing this exactly the same as the other one. Alright, so here we go. Abukundakawa B. Let's see what it's like. Uh, using my grumpy mug. Uh, from the folks at Cafe Grumpy in New York. Which, unfortunately, you can't see. Uh, you can go to Instagram, though. Instagram.com slash coffeeloversmag. Uh, I have a couple pictures of it on there. Okay. Very different right off the bat. Mm -hmm. I didn't get that um, initial strong, roasty-ness to it. Um, although there is a layer of that. Let's let it cool a moment. So always the interesting thing is the flavors become more prevalent when the coffee cools just a bit. I'm liking this uh, this flavor list though. It's it's pretty simple. Um, I keep wanting to try to think of other things because it certainly doesn't cover everything, but that's not the intent here. Um, my whole goal is just to get folks, uh, you know, if you've never sat down with your coffee and tried to put a description to what you're tasting, um, just get you kind of doing that with um, anything on this list. So the aroma is uh, aroma's nice and sweet. That's, um, mm, what am I tasting? It's a good question. I get the dark chocolate sooner on this one which is nice. The cane sugar element comes out. I think it needs to cool a bit more. I remember smelling uh, fruit on the grounds, and I haven't found it yet in here. Uh, I remember, let's see, so on the A I noted uh, an aroma and kind of a flavor of apple. I don't pick that up at all in this one. This one is uh, a bit smoother in the sense that there's no strong, like I'm not getting the uh, roasted walnut in this one that I was getting in the other one. Um, this is sitting more in the, the chocolates. I'm trying to think, I think I'm getting some of the dried cranberry in here. I could possibly see that. Oh, there's some element I can't put my finger on. I could see, I think, I think I can see the berry in here. It's not strong. There's nothing that, that overwhelms me with like, ah, oh, that's strawberry. But there's kind of an element when you're, when you're uh, eating the strawberry that, uh, I don't know how to describe it, sort of a, a clarity of the sweetness and lightness to it uh, that I'm kind of getting in this. One thing's for sure, this, this, uh, the B is, is far more complex to me than the A was. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting out of it. 
Yeah, and there you go. So if you're interested in in trying out, I, I'd actually be interested to hear if other people um, have any reactions to this sort of uh, coffee tasting 101. Um, here's the list again as I have it now. Uh, lemon, apple, banana, peach, uh, some kind of droop fruit to fit in the peach there, basically. Um, if you can't find peaches, uh, something else... Pardon me, something else should go in that spot. Because that one is not an uncommon flavor to run into. Uh, strawberry, you could substitute with other berries. Uh, raisins or dried cranberries. I like the dried cranberries better, um, less sweet. And I think an almond I'm picking up in here. Maybe. Maybe I'm imagining that. <laughs> Sometimes you just imagine it. Uh, milk, milk chocolate, dark chocolate... Um, uh, walnut or roasted walnut and uh, green pepper. Um, that kind of covers a wide range. And I think the most important thing is that whatever you pick, uh, you make a note of what it is so that you can revisit it later. Um, because, you know, it's, it's a matter of just remembering what you've tasted and trying to assign that to, to what you're experiencing. Um, love to get your feedback on that, on this particular show. Um, I personally prefer to have more than one person, um, and we strive to strive to do that as well. But this was fun for me. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you'd like to let us know your thoughts, you can email me at coffee lovers mag. Uh, it's coffee lovers m a g at gmail dot com. One of these days, I'll get some actual uh, actual branded email set up. Uh, you can go to coffeeloversradio.com. That'll send you to a page on the Coffee Lovers HQ site that has all the radio shows. Um, the radio itself does not have its own social media or website yet. Uh, but uh, going through any of the Coffee Lovers Mag social media works. Uh, we're at Coffee Lovers Mag on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Google+, uh, everywhere, basically. Uh, and, of course, the guys at Conduit Coffee, conduitcoffee.com. And they, of course, provided the coffee that I am enjoying right now. <laughs> and, and I hope you have enjoyed the brewing and descriptions of it. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good one.